lovely day. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Greetings, good morning, welcome to today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to begin today by reading out of Deuteronomy chapter 32. And today I'm going to talk about the importance of sound doctrine. If you don't have sound doctrine, guaranteed you will become apostate because of the Lack of the sound teachers in the United States of America and the evangelical churches because of lack of sound doctrine, the great apostasy, uh, we are in the midst of it. I'll read out of Deuteronomy 32. This was the song of Moses, his last uh, address to the nation of Israel. Earth and sky... Listen to what I say. Israel, I will teach you my doctrine. My words will be like gentle rain. And this word doctrine in the King James is used for the first time in Deuteronomy chapter 32. My words will be like gentle rain or tender on tender young plants or like dew on grass. Join me in praising the wonderful name of the Lord our God. The Lord is a mighty rock. He never does wrong. God can always be trusted to bring justice. In other translations, verse 3 says, Join me in ascribing greatness to our God. Exalt his name, make his name great in your speech, proclaim his splendor and his magnificence to the nations, to the people around you, to your families, to your friends. He is not common, he is great, he is the great God, he is the Creator, and each of His names has a specific meaning. But simply, He is, I am that I am. And in this name, if you have a need, do you need peace? I am. He is the Prince of Peace. Do you need hope? I am. He is hope. 
Today in America, there is a great business called counseling. And we, people that are with all the different psychological problems, they go to counselors. He is counselor. He is the one who counsels his people as a society, as a people, as a race, and individually. He is a counselor. He is counselor. You need comfort. I know many people here in the last year, many deaths, many people uh, that have passed away, and the families, they need comfort. They need someone to help them in their loss. He is comforter. And Moses told, tells the children of Israel at that time and for the future generations, your God, Israel, is not common. Your God is not like common man. Your God ascribe greatness to Him. And we in the body of Christ, we are to do the same thing. But we treat God in a casual way. I know I have heard pastors talk about Christ as someone common, just a friend, a buddy. God is to be feared. Your life, everything, He holds in His hand. Who you are, what you are, your life, your timelines, when you're going to be born, when you're going to die, who you're going to meet during your brief lifetime, who you may marry, the hardships that are going to come to you, and He will be there in those hardships if you look to Him, trust Him, and if you uh, admire Him the way He needs to be admired, depend on Him the way that He needs to be depended upon. He's not a God at a distance. He hasn't taken a vacation. He is a God that is near, even in your mouth if you call on Him. Call on Him, O Yeshua, O Lord Jesus, O Jesus, depending on your language. He is not common. There is nothing common about God. He is a God of love. He is love. But He is a righteous God. He is a God that needs to be reverenced in a proper way. He needs to be feared in a proper way. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't feel you have wisdom, it's because you don't fear God. Ascribe greatness unto Him. Exalt Him in a proper way. Moses was saying, Join me in praising the wonderful name of the Lord our God.
And this God says that He is going to pour out His doctrine. His doctrine is going to be like the rain, like the gentle rain. And it can be heavy rains. A forest may not need a gentle rain. It may not need just dew. A forest may need to be drenched. Sometimes you need God to drench you with His Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit comes gently. He's gentle with you. His doctrine is just like the rain that comes out of the heavens, out of the sky. And without the rains that come out of the sky, nothing grows. In America, starting in the 70s, I began to see a, I began to see errant doctrine and theology like I'd never seen before. People in misinterpreting the scripture, misinterpretation, stating things the scripture did not say. I heard a, someone told me this week that they're listening to this wonderful pastor out of Colorado Springs. A wonderful, wonderful man, they say. And this wonderful pastor, this wonderful man says that God never allows hardship to come to his children. And that really helped this person. Because God will never allow hardship or distress to come to his children. Well, this wonderful person in Colorado Springs, this pastor that is well-known, well-known, I don't even want to mention his name, is telling his congregation that there will never be hardship. Hardship is not of God. Hardship will never come to God's children. God is a loving God. You see the importance of honest, straightforward, clear doctrine? What, does, what did Christ say? In the world you will have troubles. What does that mean? Everyone else around you is going to have trouble? They're going to have hardship. They can't pay their rent. They don't have a job. They are free from psychological problems and physical problems and sickness. Out of Colorado Springs continues to come. The move of God that was in Colorado Springs that ended in about 2005 and before. Because of false teaching down there in the prophetic world and with the pastors. And here to this very day, you have, not just in Colorado Springs, in Denver, all through Colorado, in northern Colorado, western Colorado, throughout this whole land you have this type of teaching. God loves you and he will never let you suffer. Christ said, if you follow me, you will be hated. You will be persecuted. But your reward, if you are obedient, your reward will be great in heaven. And because of false doctrine, errant teaching, 
the social gospel, you know, I call it, I used to call it Christianity light, like you have light beer. Christianity light. Christians should desire the thick, rich, robust doctrines of the Scripture, the truth. Isaiah in Isaiah 28, he said that uh, the people make lies their refuge. The lies will become your refuge. You live in a lie. Oh, Christians are never going to suffer. Christians are never going to go through hard times. Christians will never suffer sickness. With a Christian, everything will be always, you'll, you'll always have still water. There will be no heavy, hard winds. You'll never have tempests, thunderstorms, hardships. The Bible teaches exactly the opposite. It says that, example, the disciples are with Christ in the sea. And the waves, the winds came. And the waves began to beat against the boat to the point where the little boat was about to capsize, to be swamped. And Christ is sleeping. He's sound asleep. And the disciples are in despair. Does that sound like there is no despair with God's children? These were the disciples. And Christ comes and he stills the wind. He stops the wind, tells the wind to be still and the waves to be calm, to be silent. This is what I say about, I hear this type of talk all the time. And these ministries in this country, these false ministries with these teachers that are false teachers in the prophetic world and false prophets. Everything in America is going to be fine and God is going to turn the hardships that we as a nation are involved in presently. God is going to turn things around. They don't know the Bible scripture. They don't know the prophecies of the end of the world. There's going to come a time at the end of the cosmos, and I say the end of the world, not meaning that the world is going to be destroyed. I mean that prior to Christ's return, the world will continue another thousand years as we know it, the earth. But it will be like the Garden of Eden, like being like going back to the Garden of Eden. The toil of man will, will uh, end. But at the end of the world, meaning the end of Satan's lordship over the nations of the world and over the societies and over the cultures. Satan presently, this is true, true doctrine, rules this world. Many Christians have stated, no, God rules the world. Then why does it say in Revelation that the kingdoms of this world will will be turned over to the kingdoms of our, will become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. What does that mean? It means exactly what it says. He does not yet rule and reign over the earth. The devil 
is the prince of this world. This is his kingdom still. We are to exist and to make our living and to occupy during the rule and reign of Satan's control over the nations of the world and the societies of the world. And there's going to be hardship. There's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be injustice. But back in the 70s, I began to see a shift with the teachers of the land. And the shift was, we will give the congregants, those in the assemblies, we will speak what is best, what they like, so they will stay week after week, month after month, year after year. It was a prosperous time and all their finances will come for our, many of them. And honest, honest, many of them were looking at their retirement back then when they're only in their 30s. I'm going to retire handsomely. And the apostasy began because people did not want honest, true, biblical doctrine. And Moses said that God is going to pour out his doctrine like rain because it's the honest teachings of the scripture that, te that, that are beneficial to God's family. God's family will grow. God's family will be healthy mentally, doctrinally, spiritually. Doctrine is vital for a healthy church. I came out of a fellowship. Like with all fellowships, there were the pros and the cons, the good, the bad. What was not good, but what was good, thank God that I had in my early years in Berkeley, California, a brother that came out of the Pentecostal church into a inner life movement. He comes from a world of, of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he operated in those gifts. He, he came out of, I believe, uh, the Pentecostal churches in the Bay Area, out of California. And he was able to he, he still operated in those abilities while he was in this fellowship, but the pastor of the fellowship didn't like anyone operating in the gifts of the Spirit. So he was limited to what he could do. But he was a great Bible teacher. And he had the integrity to look at the Scripture and interpret the Scripture and present the honest interpretations of the Scripture to when I when I first went there, it was a group of about 150 people, maybe maybe 175. Then it there was a, a a split, and it dropped down to maybe a hundred. And of the hundred, there were probably 50 percent that were young people under 30, morely more likely under 27, 27 and younger. And I watched through the teachings on on abiding how to abide in the Lord, 
how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, how to follow the Spirit, how to walk in Spirit, do everything, function in Spirit. I sat, I was telling my wife, I watched myself. I saw the transformation in myself because I experienced it. I experienced my fervency for God to stay intense. And the the knowledge, knowing that I had to keep my physical body chaste. I didn't want to suffer the penalties of sin in a, a very sinful area. Berkeley, California was a center of decadence, of witchcraft, people walking down the street in these outfits, the display of Satan and Satanism and Buddhism and all the isms and alcohol and drugs and half-nude people. So you have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to keep yourself from that stuff. And at the same time, we were a very tight fellowship, and we, because we were so tight, we enjoyed meeting to, just like here, we would join to praise and worship this God that has saved us. I watched these these young people like myself that over the course of two years, how God transformed them. And they were godly, godly young people. And they had solid teaching. I thank God for the pastor. His name was Dave Madison. His wife, Gisela, she was German. And uh, they, they, his whole life was just for using his abilities, his teaching to help God's children to grow. And he take, took, took us from babes in Christ with the milk of the word to the meat of righteousness so we could stand against an evil society. This can happen. This is God's still, his plan. It has always been his desire to take the babes and make them kings. To take, the, to take the weak and to make them strong. To make the unhealthy, the mentally unhealthy, to make them solid. Psychologically. To take the weak spiritually and to teach them how to be strong in spirit. How to stand in hardship. How to not cavitate. How to not make a decision to just drift away. But to stand. Christ said it wouldn't be easy. The hardest. One of the hardest. Uh, you know. You can be in training for the Olympics. That's tough. Takes years and years and years of training practice. Endless. Endless practice. That is not as difficult. As being a faithful believer in Jesus Christ. Nothing. There is nothing. There is no walk, there is nothing, no occupation more difficult than being a faithful believer. A, a believer following Christ. A believer desiring 
to be transformed. Transformation, being transformed, having your mind renewed, it's a discipline. It's a daily thing. And to have your mind renewed, you have to have sound doctrine. Without sound doctrine, your mind will be just as fallen as, as the day you met Christ. Without sound doctrine, in fact, you'll probably get worse. You'll probably end up in a, in a worse state. You'd be like the, price, the proselytes. The religious world would bring in these young people to train them and make them, seven, I think it's seven times the children of hell than they were. You can start, know Christ, meet Christ, fall in love with Christ. He falls in love with you. He forgives you of your sins. You don't follow Him. And eventually, you just, religion, you just become an individual that is just religious. And you don't even know you're religious. And you think religion is the way. And that it is what life is all about. Religion is religion. It works against the purposes of God. All right. We'll continue with Deuteronomy 32 when we get back. This is uh, the Olive Tree Ministry and the podcast are 1360KHNC.com. Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Kerry and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, gyros, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara in Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in northern Colorado. Chehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is tehubotclub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, tehubotclub.com. Reasons to own gold, number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street pinstripe bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. 
They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Thank you, Pureblood Mike, for sponsoring Alex Jones, The Present Truth, and Fake News Friday, Hour 2. And because I'll be here three hours, you're probably not going to be able to sit that whole time. But you can go to the podcast on 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree program, and you can break it apart, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. I will present so much, you will not be able to handle it because it's too much. Sometimes it's better to take a little and then it digest it, take a little, digest it. One thing about you one thing you'll realize about my ministry, I'm very redundant. I rehearse things over and over and over because it was a commandment that God gave the children Moses to tell the children of Israel. They had to rehearse the Passover every year. The disciples, they went through a, a season of training and then go through another season of the exact same training. <clears throat> Christ was redundant with them. I repeat things, and sometimes you may, if you listen faithfully, you'll hear me say things, well, he's talked about that before. That's true, because other people are coming in that weren't listening when maybe you listened a year ago or whenever. Redundancy. It's in the military. They know that people do not get it the first time. They don't get it the second and the third time. They don't know how to take a a weapon apart until the 10th, 20th time. They can take it apart, put it back together quickly. They have to be redundant about it. With spiritual things, it's even more difficult. It's difficult to learn how to pray in spirit. It takes practice to minister in spirit. It takes practice to be able to follow the anointing of the Holy Spirit in any, in any situation. It's a discipline. It takes practice. Many may not even understand what I mean, walking in spirit. Well, your spirit, there are three parts to the human spirit. This is going to help you. The conscience, that's one part. When you're born again, your conscience, you have a conscience before you're born again. Once you're born again, your conscience becomes even more sensitive to to sin, to evil, to wrongdoing. Then you have your heart. 
you may have a somewhat tenderness to God, the things of God, before you meet Christ. But once you meet Christ and once you're born again, now your heart becomes fully alive by the Holy Spirit inside of you. And now you can love God the way that you were intended to love Him. And then thirdly, you have your intuition. Three parts of the Spirit. Conscience, your heart, and intuition. And it's the intuition that has to be developed. The intuition having a sensitivity to something that you, your mind can't grasp, but you just sense something. The occult world, they use, Satan has given them abilities in their intuition to sense spiritual things, but not things from the heaven, not things from God's spirit, but the other kingdom, the other spirits. And we as believers have to be careful that we are not taking directions from the other things spiritually that can affect us. And it takes discipline. And it takes the word of God so that you know what God's word says so that if you're slipping into like uh, maybe this matter of, you know, hatred. Well, especially hatred toward your fellow, another Christian, a brother, or another member of God's family. If there is a hatred toward another member of the family of God, the spirit that is in you is not of God. It is not God. If you say you love your brother, you say you love God and hate your brother, the love of God is not in you. This is why the scripture is important doctrine. I'm going to continue with this because Moses presented doctrine to the children of Israel in his song, the last song that he was singing to them before his death and his last presentation before they went over into the new, new territory that they were to occupy. We're at the end of the world. And God, Christ, is singing a final song to his family, to his church, to his children. Right now, maybe you can't hear it, but God is singing to his people. God is speaking to his people in a melody. He is calling to his people gently in a song, speaking and singing, wooing, succoring, trying to get the attention of his children to come and return to him, those that are at a distance, those that are near to him, to continue in the path that you're on. Don't deviate. Stay in that, stay in that, on that narrow way. God is singing to his people and Moses was singing to the children of Israel. I could imagine, I know uh, what Israel must have, uh, Moses must have felt for the children of Israel 
This was the whole plan of God in a group of people. All that God is, all that God had promised mankind was in this group of children, rebellious children. And they were rebellious. This man had, as a pastor in that type, this man was changing diapers every day. This man was, I think Moses was about to pull his hair out many times because of the unfaithfulness of the children of Israel. But as a believer, I'm not talking about the children of Israel. I'm using them as an example, which we're supposed to do. But in the body of Christ, exactly in the same sense. I always say that the in the seven churches of God, there are seven. There is not one. There is not just one universal church, the Catholic Church. No. There are six other brothers in the family of God corporately. The Catholic Church is just one. The Greek Church is just one, a second brother. The Evangelical Churches of America are the youngest brother of all seven, the most favored of all seven, the most gifted of all seven, the most, to a great degree, doctrinally correct than the other seven, whose practice, when in the spirit, is the best. But we are dysfunctional. As a whole society, uh, evangelicals, as a group, there is dysfunctionalism, there is apostasy, there are false prophets, false teachers, false apostles. The pastors, many of the pastors, there are, there are the great ones, like the one that I, that was my teacher in two years in Berkeley, California. And then I had great teachers when I came to Denver for another two years. I had my basic training in Berkeley, California and come to Denver and had my advanced training in Christ where I put what I learned in the two years in Berkeley. Subjectively, they got put to use. They, these a bit, these uh, experiences were put to use in Denver. I had to you're trained, you have your boot camp, but then you have to go into battle. And then after Denver, then I really went into battle. My wife and I ended up moving to western Wyoming, away from the church group that, I, uh, that we loved and the people that we loved, but God had a different plan. You have to be, you're trained to go out. You're not trained to sit and congregate. You're trained to go out. There's a purpose. Yes, we do congregate. There's a shelter and there's a safety in congregation. But not everybody's called to just sit and congregate. I wasn't called to that. I was called to go out. And I was called to wherever the Holy Spirit would tell me to go, I would just go. And wherever I would go, I would we would bear fruit. <clears throat> Something would develop. He took us different paths to the present.
in this country, there are so many errant doctrines that the body of Christ, like I say, is uh, dysfunctional. If you don't have sound doctrine, you will become a dysfunctional Christian. Your belief system will not be in line with the scripture and you'll believe a lot of things. I'll give you just a few th examples. When you die, you go to heaven if you're a Christian. That is a false doctrine. That is not what the Bible says. But that is accepted doctrine in Christianity. People die and they have funeral services around that doctrine. He's in heaven now. It's comforting to talk that way, to talk that way. But no, there's only one human being that has ever ascended into God's holy heaven, and that is Messiah, with his man, with his his uh, uh, human nature. He was deity, and he returned as deity with the nature of mankind, unfallen nature, because he was holy. And people say a, a false, another false doctrine that we go to heaven and that the people that have died are in heaven with the Lord. The Bible says we actually go into the heart of the earth and we rest and we sleep awaiting a call. Come up here. And when Christ says, come up here, the dead will rise and as they rise and leave the earth's surface to ascend to the judgment seat of Christ, not to heaven. They don't go to heaven. We don't go to heaven. We go to the judgment seat of Christ in the air. And there at the judgment seat of Christ, we receive our, our what's the word, um, Our prize, our reward. Some Christians will have a reward. Some Christians will not have a reward. There's a millennial kingdom coming. The faithful will rule and reign with Christ a thousand years. The faithful. But what about the unfaithful? Well, it says they go into a place called outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth for a thousand years because they're outside the wedding feast in a separate place of darkness. But this is not taught to the churches. So everybody believes that, oh, you're a Christian, you get to go to heaven. Well, eternally you are with Christ, eternally. But in the coming kingdom, you will not be at that great banquet. You will be in outer darkness. See what the fear of the Lord does? See how the fear of the Lord, when you see things in a proper way, you, it hits you in your being and, you, and you, you think, wait a minute, I've never heard this. What do you mean I can be, there's a possibility I'll be in outer darkness for a thousand years, weeping and wailing. That's not in the Bible. Well, what about the parable of the two virgins, the wise virgins, ten wise virgins? 
five foolish, five wise, ten virgins, five foolish, five wise, five go in to the marriage feast. The other five, they don't go in. It's very clear in Matthew 25, I think it is. The foolish virgins did not buy oil for their lamps, and they are told to go buy. And the five wise go in to be with the bridegroom. And when we die, we go to the heart of the earth, into a place called paradise, and we sleep, and we wait for all of the prophecies and for what is to happen during history to the time of Christ saying, come up here with a shout. Come up here, a command, and you raise from the dead. In your sleep, you awake, and you arise, and we are all caught up to the cloud, to the judgment seat of Christ in the air. And at the judgment seat, we are all given our rewards. Some people have more rewards than others. You have the parable of the, of the talented, one talented and the two talented, these people. They get more during their lifetime because they labor more. So that is, that is a fallacy. And, and, you know, I just want to tell you that this is why doctrine is so important. Now let's go on here with Deuteronomy. The first time doctrine is men mentioned, without sound doctrine, you're going to be taken down a, a broad path. And this is what's happened to the churches in America, the evangelical churches in America, excuse me. Many, many Christians that began in Christ, in the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s, have never matured. Because they didn't stay. Firstly, if they had been in an assembly where there was sound doctrine, sound doctrine puts fear in your heart. You realize that, that God has, he's, he, is a, he has an economy. There's an economy in the kingdom of heaven. God is after reward. He, he wants to prosper. There's an economy, just like in the economies of this world. We're going to have to talk a little bit about that in a little bit. The pre this is uh, Olive Tree Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. Did the fire marshal take one look down your driveway and say, Uh, my guys aren't going down there. Or are there parts of it that just need a little more sun? Then call Affordable Tree at 970-568-6898. We can climb, cut, or trim your problems away. Specializing in defensive space, upper and lower fire mitigation, forest health, plus we can save freshly hit beetle trees. So call us at 568-6898. That's 568-6898. 
Is your fireplace not running right? Do you need maintenance or a fresh new look? I'm Keith, owner and service technician. And I'm Amy, scheduler for Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical, servicing Northern Colorado. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-in, pellet stoves, and fire pits. Call Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical at 970-966-0217. Again, 970-966-0217. Or visit us on the web at Abundant hyphenflame.com What are we gonna do tonight? Too much stuff to do, you ain't lying Won't you just jump in the ride and see what's on We're going to Spirits Music Hall That's what we're going to do tonight Live music, comedy wrestling, karaoke and more Acts that you do not want to miss All at Spirits Music Hall located at 1 North Paris Street in Johnstown Across the street from our radio station, 1360 KHNC. Get tickets and see the schedule of events at spiritsmusichall.com. That's spiritsmusichall.com. You can also buy tickets at the door during the events. Experience live local entertainment that you will love. Go to spiritsmusichall.com. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the station at 970-587-5003. Again, 970-587-5003 and ask for the Rev. Did you get some mud on your pants? Did you get a little spaghetti sauce on your shirt? Did you get shed on by your dog? Well, I had on clean underwear, clean underwear. Yeah, my mama, well, if so, call New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, you can reach them at 970-775-0623. That's 970-775-0623. Okay, hour one is in the books. Uh, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Website, no website, I'm sorry, not yet. The uh, Podcast is on 1360KHNC.com. 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree Program. I also do the program through the week, The Present Truth, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. And that is also on podcast. 
Now, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, so, I'm a teacher. As a teacher, uh, I function in many ways, different ways. My objective is to the people of God that all people of God have a ability prophetically. Every Christian has prophetic ability. If you have sound doctrine and teaching and you understand the time that we're in and the importance of your intuitive abilities, you will begin to be a little more serious about the Bible and what the Bible really says. Because God presently is singing to the prophets of the land. And in his singing, he is making it very clear that in this land, there are the holy prophets and the righteous prophets and the prophets that have no guile. And then you have from the other, from the, the world of the flesh and the soul and the self, you have the false prophets. I'm talking about those who are truly born again. They're born again, but they are false prophets. They are false teachers. They are prophetically teaching incorrect teachings. And they are teaching incorrect experiences that God's children should have. And they are, they are competitive. And they are stealing words from each other. They are taking the words of sound prophets as their own. But they have no experience. God will expose them. God will expose them. Hour two is coming up. We're going to continue with Moses' last presentation to the children of Israel. God is once again for a final time presenting who he is to his people. 1360khmc.com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to 1360khmc.com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360khnc.com slash shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Kristen Thoburn. A funeral and procession will be held tomorrow for Deputy Andrew Peary, who died in the line of duty. That procession will begin at 10 a.m., while the service is scheduled for 11 a.m. Monday at New Life Church in Colorado Springs. That service will also be live-streamed online. Republican Senate candidate Joe O'Day is attempting to upset Democratic Senator Michael Bennett. One way he's trying to differentiate himself is by embracing the moderate label. He said in a recent interview that he would not favor a total ban on abortion, admitting that he's bucking the Republican Party's stance. He also says he would not feel like he needs to back the party line all the time and says he doesn't think that either current President Biden or former President Trump should run in the next election, favoring new faces and ideas. 
Senator Bennett has the money coming in on his side. He's taken nearly $12 million in donations, about five times more than O'Day so far. A young man died while hiking Thomas Lake Trail in Pitkin County late Friday morning, according to the sheriff's office. It's believed the 35-year-old man experienced a cardiac event and passed out while hiking. His girlfriend called for help and Flight for Life responded, but the man was pronounced dead at the scene. A court case scheduled to begin this week in Colorado could have implications for how cryptocurrency and digital property rights cases are handled in the future. The prosecution claims Mark Shin, who's facing felony charges, was working on his home computer in Aurora, taking advantage of a software that was not detected by Icon, a cryptocurrency company. They claim he used that software to acquire millions of dollars in cryptocurrency illegally. One of the biggest questions to come out of this could be if the creator of any digital currency has say in its usage or if only the person in possession of that currency has the right to determine usage. I'm Kristen Thoburn on the Rocky Mountain News Network. What's a surprising way to gain more independence? By giving up the keys. Bypass the outrageous gas prices and discover that life in the passenger seat is comfortable, affordable, stress-free, and climate-controlled. A modern fleet of in-town, door-to-door, and across-state public transit options keep you living independently while maintaining your access to necessary errands and necessary adventure. Learn what you can gain when you give up the keys at olderwiser.org. That's O-L-D-E-R-W-I-S-E-R dot O-R-G. <laughs> Are you in need of video content to promote your business or nonprofit? Do you need drone footage or a professional to edit existing video? RMRnetworks.net can provide a custom solution for your project with a satisfaction guarantee. For cash savings, ask about bundling video production with radio advertising to greatly expand your organization's reach locally or statewide. Request a quote today at rmrnetworks.net forward slash video. rmrnetworks.net. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Dad, Bob broke your beard. No, I didn't. Doug broke it. It was you. Clean up the mess, boys. I want two hoses to get me a fresh case of beer first thing in the morning. You're going to drive me to drink, drive me to country liquors, eh? Located at 105 East Highway 2 in Kingsburg, right in the middle of town. 
proud sponsors of Fake News Friday on every Friday from 2 to 4. Never drink and drive. Save one of those bees for me, eh? Don't wreck our show, you hoser. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. On August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Welcome back for the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, the founder of the founder of the Olive Tree Ministry. In 2001, just before 9/11, first hour I am discussing Moses's presentation to the children of Israel, the Song of Moses. And it was the last time, the last song that he sang to the children of Israel Israel before they went into new land. We are ready to get ready. We are being prepared to go into a new land. We believers, the body of Christ, we are being prepared to go into. God is singing a song to us. We are getting ready to go into the millennial kingdom to the great banquet to the wedding feast to the great honor honors banquet where God's children that have been faithful are going to be honored and who is going to be in attendance all of the holy angels of God and God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and we will get to see we will be part of a company built into the walls of the new Jerusalem. We're going to a great wedding feast and God right now, the Holy Spirit is singing to his church. 
now more than ever in the history of the church age in the last 2,000 years. He is singing to his children. And he is singing, trying to get their attention to get them to return to him, those that have been at a distance, the prodigal sons, to everyone who has, I guess you could say, backslidden, there is an opportunity to return back to your Messiah. You have time to be trained to be victorious in the days and years to come. To bring and ascribe greatness to the God that saved you from eternal fire. A great God. He is singing, I know, in the Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, the winter, the, hard, the, the cool nights begin, and all of the Flowers and all of the ointment, the the uh, uh, herbs in God's garden. As the nights get cool, they begin to mature, and they begin to put forth their fragrances. the The greatest fragrant fragrance is yet to come. The ointments, the uh, prayers of God's saints are going to ascend like incense to heaven like never before. And they will begin to ascend as the, de the days get harder and colder and more difficult. When there's, it appears as, as if there's no hope. Well, Christ is I am that I am. You need hope. I am hope. That's what he says. You need miracles. You're going to need miracles. I'm telling you. He is. He's the, the God of miracles. I've been talking to friends for a friend and to my family for, gee, I think, I think it was maybe six months ago. The Lord, no, longer than that, the Lord told me I was having lunch with a friend. And I told him, Doug, we need miracles. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And the Lord had been telling me, you need miracles. Well, we're dull. At least I am. I'm a dull person. I'm dull in my thinking. I'm dull. Uh, I, God is speaking to me. And it's like, you know, you just don't get a grip. But he tells me, you need miracles. I say, yeah, yeah, well, I, I know that. No, no, you need miracles. Okay, I need miracles. No, you need miracles. And he keeps telling me that. I'm thinking, well, okay. And I finally started to think, okay, I need miracles. And then as the Holy Spirit began to really open my eyes, I realized every day you need miracles miracles from God Almighty you don't there's miracles that you will know about and miracles that you have no idea occurred God's saving hand the miracles you're going to need to be protected 
the miracles you're going to need to be provided for, the miracles that you're going to need and the wisdom to make the right decisions into this time that we're going into. You need miracles. And God is the God who will give you miracles. Maybe you'll have a name to the miracles that you need. Maybe you won't. After the miracle occurs, then you'll know, oh, I needed that miracle. I needed to be saved from death. Whatever it is that you need, Messiah is. This God that, we're going to talk about that in just a second. He saved you from yourself. He saved you from everything around you. He saved you from, you don't even know what He saved you from. But He will reveal it to you. That's what He does. Now I'm going to go back to, I didn't, I'm sorry, I apologize. I, I didn't plan to go this direction today. I have my notes for today's program. And I don't know how God does this, but I plan and prepare. And then I never, at the last second, I sit down and the Holy Spirit says, here's where I want you to go today. My people need to know about doctrine, how important doctrine is. My people need to know that I am singing to them one final time. They're about ready to go into a new land where they're going to have to fight. They're going to have to fight. They're going to go to a war, a war like the body of Christ has never, ever fought before. A battle that's never been, there's never been this kind of conflict. My children, my children that I love are going to go into a battle that they're not ready for. They need to know the battle that's coming. They need to know the intensity of the warfare that's coming. They need to know who is going to be at war with them. The society of the world, the societies, the cultures of the world, the nations of the world, and the forces of hell, the forces of darkness that you don't see. And then you're going to have the culture, the greatest culture ever, in mankind's history, greater than Egypt, greater than Babylon, greater than Greece, greater than Rome, is the great American culture. Do you realize the caliber of believers in this country, what, what God, how God is going to work with the Christians in this country so that they can overcome and be victorious in this country? The caliber and quality of Godly people that there's there that is they're going to be put on display here before long. They're going to be put on display. A faithful people. It's called the builded church, the ecclesia. You know, Christ did say in Matthew sixteen, I will build my church, ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So in this church, in this family of God, there are a whole, there's a whole family of believers. Are they all going to be faithful? No, the Bible says no. Not all are going to be faithful. There's going to be a group, a remnant, a small remnant, a residue that's going to be faithful, but no. 
the church for the most part is going to be apostate, far from God. And they will not be, the gates of hell will prevail against them. They will be beat up. Uh, I have a friend in Nevada. He would say, brother, let's beat it up. In other words, let's go out and let's do some damage in the kingdom of darkness. Let's bring some people into the kingdom of heaven. Let's teach them sound doctrine. Let's go beat it up. Well, the Christians that there's a portion of the body of Christ that is going to get beat up. They're not going to be faithful, but there's going to be this ecclesia, a remnant, a residue that God is going to put on display. And it's the residue that's going to bring fear and terror to the children of the devil. So already the, the forces of hell the fallen angels and all the demonic world and the devil, they're already watching and they can hear. And this is what frightens them. They are hearing, they can hear God's song to his people. They can hear God's song being sung to the herbs in the field that are going to bring forth these fragrances to God. But first, cold has to come. And as the cold comes, the fragrances, the herbs will mature and they will break forth and you'll begin to smell the fragrance of God through man, through man, through people. And it says that the prayers are going to be ointment. They're going to be incense that's going to go up to the throne like never before in the history of the world. And this incense is going to fill heaven for God's glory, for His pleasure. And the angels, for their pleasure, the incense that will rise into God's heaven. And then on earth, the, this great fragrance of this garden of God and all, the, all of these herbs, these different Hundreds of different herbs are going to, the fragrances are going to break forth. And the world is going to see God like never before and experience God like never before. The kingdom of darkness, <clears throat> the invisible world, they can hear God singing. They hear God's song. And it, it scares them. They're terrified. They're being tormented. Because they can hear this song of God going forth. I can hear it. I can see and I know what God is going to do with this residue of people. I know. I see it in the Bible. I see it in God's holy Bible. In the doctrines. In the teachings. This is why the Bible is so powerful. I didn't plan for this message today. And it's better that way. It's better. Now I'm going to go continue with Deuteronomy chapter 32. I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. And in this chapter, 
there's the word rock, meaning this rock of Israel mentioned more than in any other chapter in the Bible, if I remember correctly. He is the rock. Do you need a rock? Do you need someone to stand on something that cannot be shaken ever, eternally, never, ever? This is your rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. Now here's where Christians miss it. God is love. No. Moses said, His ways are judgment. A God of truth. Without iniquity. Just and right is he. Excuse me. And then he says to the children of Israel, he's pretty honest with them. This church in America is apostate. This church in America is missing the mark. This church in America, they want to listen to false teachers, false prophets, false apostles. They don't want the truth. Love, 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 love. God is love. But Moses says, his ways are judgment. <coughs> Excuse me. His ways are judgment, a God of truth, without iniquity, just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. To the evangelical churches of America, this is a perverse and crooked assembly in the evangelical churches. Nobody will tell you this. It's evident. The children of the world, they look at evangelical Christianity. They look at the nonsense in some of the Pentecostal churches. They look at what's happening with the some of the big churches. All of them. They're crooked. They're perverse. The children of the world see it, but the children of God won't admit it. The children of God have a pastor that's in fornication and the drugs and all kinds of things, and the congregants, the people in the con congregation, because the man has charismatic ability, they continue in that fellowship. And here they have a man that is in fornication. I was talking to a friend Saturday, you know, Friday, and we were talking about these men that have been pastors that end up divorcing and they get caught in whatever. Are they qualified? Are they still governmentally allowed to continue in positions of power in the body of Christ? Well, with men, there are these programs where you rehabilitate these type of men and then you put them back in ministry in the government of man, in the governments of these churches. But what about in the government of God's heaven? No, they are not allowed 
The scripture makes it clear. Paul told Timothy the qualifications of men who are to be in positions of authority. The husband of one wife. There are restrictions. These restrictions are are not uh, light restrictions. These are very tough for people that are going to be in positions of authority. No, strict, strict, narrow, hard. Well, we we have a program where we rehabilitate these people and after rehabilitation, they're fit to be put back into office. Well, yeah, in the ways of man, in the in the uh, systems of these men, no, those type of people, yes, they have the blood of Jesus Christ. They are forgiven. Can they be involved in ministry? To a degree they can, but they can never ever again be in charge or lead leader of a ministry. They are under some authority. They are allowed to work, but they are being watched. They have to be watched. So this friend and I were just talking about this. No. This evangelical Christianity and the the uh, laws of some of these assemblies, they are not biblical. He is a he is just, he is right. Verse five. Again, we're talking about Israel. Moses is talking about Israel. I'm talking about the evangelical churches that began to become apostate back in the mid-70s because you have men that took positions of authority. Yeah, they went to seminaries. They went to colleges. They went to these things. They came and they took positions. But the thing is, they were never called, many of them, to be these pastors. So what happens is it's a job. It's an occupation. And what's happened? They've corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do you then, do you thus requite, uh, requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? Is he not the, are you blame him? You're going to blame God? Is he not the father that hath bought you? Did he not make you and establish you? You're going to have a problem with God? These men that, you know, leave their, they uh, violate their, their marriage vows. And I, I don't understand. I, I admire the, this, the women who are faithful. And they stay with, the, they stay with their husbands. That's uh, that's got to be tough, and vice versa. I like I told you in a previous program, I had a friend, his wife had been having an affair, and he's in ministry. And he, for the sake of. You know he didn't want to didn't want the shame, he stuck it out. I admire him for that. But I'll tell you something. 
it cost him in his intensity in his ministry. The spirit was upon him, but not in full power. It's like a, a vehicle that has eight cylinders and one cylinder is not get producing, putting output like it should. So seven, seven cylinders are carrying the load. And people that are in ministry that have done things to, you might say, uh, shipwreck themselves, they will never ever have the intensity of the spirit that they had before. They may have the words, they may have the charisma, they may have all this, but I promise you, they do not have the full intensity of the Holy Spirit because they have been unfaithful in their duties. Elijah, he leaves his post as a prophet. And I'm going to tell you who have prophetic ability. You who want to be somebody, God may put you and use you, but if you leave your post, it will cost you. It will cost you the, your duties. I'll, I'll explain this when I get back. Podcasts are 1360KHNC.com for the Olive Tree Lampstand Ministry Program. Rick Rodriguez will be right back. We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Tactical Civics at TacticalCivics.com. We the people for the first time in a long time are joining together to enforce what we stipulate in the Constitution. It is proper law enforcement. Whether you're old, young, or too busy, America needs you. You can be a part of the people's grand jury or militia. The Republicans are not going to save us. It's up to us now to do what we should have been doing all along. Join us at tacticalcivics.com. KHNC, my truck broke down. I knew it was time to get a new one. And I knew there was only one place I was going to go, Steve and Mike over at the Ramsey Auto Group. So I gave them a call at 970-443-5654, and I went down to their new location at 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. They gave me a tremendous trade-in value for my old truck, which didn't even run. And then they set me up with a new truck that I love. The process was seamless and easy. They took great care of me. Ramsey Auto Group in Greeley, 970-443-5654. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Reasons to Own Gold, number 175. Universal Basic Income. 
where the government just gives people money because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Rick Rodriguez. I'll be the host of The Present Truth Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, New World Order, Agendas of Secret Societies, The Coming World Religion. Again, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus And again, I know that it's going to be difficult to stay for three full hours, so the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry program. I left that last segment with Elijah. He's afraid. Jezebel threatens him. And so he leaves his post and he goes to the desert. The angel has to go and uh, tell him, hey, get back. You have duties. And then he says, well, you know, uh, I am, I am uh, jealous for the Lord. I, I'm jealous. And the children are unruly. And he has a complaint. And then the angel tells him who the angel was Christ. He said, well, I've reserved for myself 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. Go back. And these three men are going to replace your office. Three men. The gravity of what he was asked to do, the gravity of it was immense. And three people, including Elisha, who took over his post, his office. Three people. If you leave your post... You prophets, you you who are called to be prophets, be warned. Let the Holy Spirit mature you. Let the Holy Spirit direct you. Let the Holy Spirit place you. Let Him place you where you are to be. And where He tells you to be, and again, this is a discipline. You have to have the Holy Spirit so you know exactly where God is placing you. There's a move in northern Colorado. Are you to be part of the move in northern Colorado? You have to, to make sure that you're to be a part of it. Because if you think, well, I'm going to be a part of the move in northern Colorado. And I, I'm going to be part of the move. And you haven't been called to be a move. You are in a dangerous place. Because you've left where you're supposed to be, the spirits will know. And the spirits will attack you. And you will not have a good, uh, you will not have a good time. You're going to be miserable, if not even worse than that. This is the importance of being where you are to be placed. You know, I always talk about God's will is you know His will. 
I'll tell you that simply. It is God's will that you know His will. And you can know His will. You just have to ask Him and pray and wait. It is His will that you know His will. And if you're to be, and then if you are to be positioned, where are you to be positioned? And what, like I, I say, if you, you know, when you go to a football game, you're given a ticket. And on that ticket is the seat where you are to sit. God is the same way. With his prophets, he gives them a number, a seat number. And which arena you're to be in and the seat number of that arena. Prophets are very ambitious. I've seen it. And I've seen a group of eight or ten prophetic people and they are just fighting, fighting, fighting to, to see who's going to be the top of the heap. A number one. That's, that's the way of man. That's the way of the flesh, the self. That is not God's way. God appoints his chosen prophets, called prophets, to the arena, and he gives them a position, a seat number. And that seat number is where they are to function. That is where they are protected. Paul, the apostle, you just follow his journeys. He was given an arena, and the arena changed from time to time. From one area to another area, and it just kept expanding. And he, in that arena, he started churches along the way. And then he would return to see how they were doing. He was given a seat, something that he was a duty, and he knew that his duties would eventually cost him his life. If he would have left his position, what he accomplished would have been given to some, what he accomplished, well, he would never have accomplished what he accomplished and somebody else would have had to replace him. And I go back to another point that individually, there is something that each one of you that is listening, that you, only you, you are made and created for something specific that only you can attend to or take care of. Every one of us has something, abilities in God's plan for us. And many are not happy with what God has given them. And they complain. If you stop your complaining. And if you accept what God has given you. And appointed you to. Then God will use you. In a way that you could never imagine. Because you were created. For a specific purpose. You have to find that purpose. And God will help you do that. The Lord is the one who helps you find that purpose. Do you need to find the purpose that God has for you? Well, go to the one who has the your folder and your file in his hand. Holy Spirit, 
You know where I'm to be positioned. You know where I'm to be placed. You know what I'm to do. And uh, I don't want to complain. Because complaining will really offend the Lord. He doesn't like it. Complaining is not faith. When you complain, it's like you don't accept God's perfect will. But if you wait, He will position you. Now, a lot of times, He won't even tell you, well, I want you to be positioned here or there. No, all of a sudden, one day, He will work out the events around you in His sovereign hand, and you will just end up exactly where you're supposed to be. Sometimes He has to do that. Most of the time, 90% of the time, He does that. 10% of the time, you'll know, oh, I'm supposed to move to this city and I'm to do that, this or that. Most of the time, you end up in that city, and then you think, oh, oh, I see why the Lord brought me here. Going back to Deuteronomy. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show you. The Your el elders, they will tell you. So in other words, God is going to show you and tell you what you need to know. Verse 8. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, every nation has their inheritance, a boundary, the boundaries, and they have real estate. And right now, with the New World Order, they're trying to break apart. They're trying to break down the natural boundaries to the nat nations and just make a one-world homogenous system. Nope. The Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. He separated the sons of Adam. He set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Verse 9. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. You are the Lord's people. You are his inheritance. You have been called to Christ to be his possession. He's in the, in the business of taking possession. He is, he, he wants to have more people brought into his family. He's content with 2 billion people, but he wants 3 billion or 4 billion or 5 billion brought into his kingdom. And whoever comes into his kingdom, that is his portion. Now, verse 10, concerning Jacob. He found Jacob in a desert land, in a waste howling wilderness. I remember when I read this initially. You, every one of you, when Christ found you, you may not see it, but you'll have to go back and think about it. You were in a waste, howling wilderness. There was no hope for you. Eternally, there was no hope. Where you were, you thought it might have been a pleasant land, but no. Jacob, like you, he was found in desert land. It was dry. 
there was really nothing there that was satisfying. You weren't happy, though you thought you were because of whatever it is you were in. It was a desert land. It was a waste howling wilderness. There was nothing there that, that would satisfy you ever. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And individually, each one of us, once we are found by God, then if you'll allow him, he will lead you, he will instruct you, and he will keep you. This is why doctrine is so important. This is how God keeps his people. 11. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, he flutters over her young. He spreads abroad her wings. He takes them. He bears them on, their, on her wings. And this is what God has to do with all of us when we are born again. To take us and to protect us and to watch over us. And he will hopefully, I believe, take us to the right people that can help us to mature. But this takes on our part, we have to have discernment again to know whether or not the people that are teaching us are teaching sound doctrine. He made Jacob to ride on high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields and made him to suck honey out of the rock. Here's the term rock again. And oil out of the flinty rock. Here's the rock again. This is what God does with his children. This is what he's done with the churches. Butter of kind, milk and sheep, with fat of lambs, and rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. You did drink the pure blood of the grape. He's giving Jacob the very best of all things, <clears throat> which is what, and that's what he does with us too. But what happened? Jeshurun wa waxed fat, kicked. He kicked. You are waxed fat. You are given. I, I kind of don't like the King James because it's kind of, it's difficult in that vernacular. So I'm going to do something here. Let me go to the expanded Bible. This way I can give you a better... Uh, a better... Uh, more up-to-date wording. Okay... Uh, Verse 7, remember the old days, think of the years that have already gone by. Ask your father and he will tell you. Ask your elders and they will inform you. God the Most High gave the nations their lands, each nation its inheritance, dividing the human race, the sons of man. He set up the borders for the people and even numbered the Israelites according to the number, to the number of the sons of Israel. The Lord took his people as his share, as his portion. The people of Jacob as his very own special inheritance. He found them in a desert wilderness, a windy, empty, un uninformed land. 
He surrounded them and brought them up, guarding them as those he loved very much, the apple, the pupil of his eye. He was, and this is the churches, the, the churches, Israel is still in God's plan, but I have to shift to the churches. We are, the plan of God is in our hand. Israel has prophecies for Israel, but these prophecies in the time in which we live are not like the prophecies given to the churches, given to the born-again people. We have a much greater responsibility. We have been given a greater insight into the God of heaven, into the plan of God, into the eternal purpose of God. We've been given insight into the intricacies of what will happen at the end of the world, the nations that will be involved the, uh, uh, with the churches, the condition of the churches, and the condition of the evangelical churches in America. God wants, has, what he has asked us to do, is we are the ones in the churches. Again, Jewish and Gentile, from the, ta from the tribes of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that are born again, and the Gentiles, the great plan of God in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, and in the New Testament, is been given to us, the responsibility, because we have the Holy Spirit, and we're going to be able to carry out those responsibilities, at least those who are faithful will be able to. Verse uh, 11. He was like an eagle, building, watching, stirring up its nest that flutters, ho hovers over its young. It spreads its wings to catch them. He carries them on its feathers. The Lord alone led them, and there was no foreign God helping with him. So he didn't need a, a foreign God to help him with Jacob. Jacob had no foreign God. This is what Moses is saying. The children of Israel, he was saying, Jacob didn't need a foreign God. <clears throat> you don't either. Christians, we don't need a foreign God. We have the God. I'll use the term. We have... Uh, um, Elohim, the God who calls all of the Elohim together to conference. Our God is the one who calls the other Elohim, the other gods, the spiritual world, into a conference, at a conference table. Our God is the Elohim who calls. We don't serve the other lesser Elohim. We have no foreign gods helping us. We should never have any foreign gods helping us. We'll be right back. Rick Rodriguez, All of True Ministry. No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams. 
At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. Lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050, extension 116. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Kids. When making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. This is Crystal with Cruise Planners. We're a full-service travel agency located in Johnstown, Colorado. Give us a call at 970-578-9779 or visit our website at milehighcruiseplanners.com to start planning your next vacation today. By land, air, or sea, we get you there, and all you do is go enjoy. Again, that number is 970-578-9779. Okay, we're finishing Hour 2. And remember, podcast 1360khnc.com, mailing address, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And there were no foreign gods with Jacob, but there are, I have seen, And I know of the foreign gods in the body of Christ. Many, many in the uh, Christians 
I, I will I will say this, especially sisters, in some of the ministries I've been involved with, my wife and I, the women that are not married generally gravitate to new agey type of thinking. It's just the truth. Not attacking them, but being honest. The sisters generally gravitate toward because women are much more sensitive to spirits in a sense than men are they are more easily tricked by these spirits and they end up in a new agey way they end up in in false prophecies and these were prophetic women they have a sense about something and they end up with a completely weird prophetic outlook people that are prophetic especially sisters have to be around men who are very knowledgeable and more mature that have a maturity in the prophetic world to sense what is of God and what isn't if it doesn't line up doctrinally generally these are false prophecies they have to line up. Like I had mentioned before, I've heard men say to a young man, you're going to grow old, you're going to have children, and they're going to have children, and you're going to raise their children, uh, you're going to raise the grandchildren on your lap. No, no, no. That was only 20 years ago. No, their grandchildren aren't even born yet. Anything like this that is contradictory, contradicts Scripture, you cannot you cannot accept it. There are men saying that we're not in the end time yet. Beware, all the signs are proving that we are at the end of Satan's time of rule rulership over this world. Christ is coming to take the nations as his own. We'll be back for hour three in a few minutes. The Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez, Podcast 1360KHNC.com. Hey man, pass the battle over, take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Kristen Thoburn. A funeral and procession will be held tomorrow for Deputy Andrew Peary, who died in the line of duty. That procession will begin at 10 a.m., while the service is scheduled for 11 a.m. Monday at New Life Church in Colorado Springs. That service will also be live-streamed online. Republican Senate candidate Joe O'Day is attempting to upset Democratic Senator Michael Bennett. One way he's trying to differentiate himself is by embracing the moderate label. 
He said in a recent interview that he would not favor a total ban on abortion, admitting that he's bucking the Republican Party's stance. He also says he would not feel like he needs to back the party line all the time and says he doesn't think that either current President Biden or former President Trump should run in the next election, favoring new faces and ideas. Senator Bennett has the money coming in on his side. He's taken nearly $12 million in donations, about five times more than O'Day so far. A young man died while hiking Thomas Lake Trail in Pitkin County late Friday morning, according to the sheriff's office. It's believed the 35-year-old man experienced a cardiac event and passed out while hiking. His girlfriend called for help and Flight for Life responded, but the man was pronounced dead at the scene. A court case scheduled to begin this week in Colorado could have implications for how cryptocurrency and digital property rights cases are handled in the future. The prosecution claims Mark Shin, who's facing felony charges, was working on his home computer in Aurora, taking advantage of a software that was not detected by Icon, a cryptocurrency company. They claim he used that software to acquire millions of dollars in cryptocurrency illegally. One of the biggest questions to come out of this could be if the creator of any digital currency has say in its usage or if only the person in possession of that currency has the right to determine usage. I'm Kristen Thoburn on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592.
Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. I need a sign to let me know you're here. All of these lines are being crossed over the atmosphere. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Hour 3. I am going to finish out with Deuteronomy 32. I finished with uh, verse 12 the last uh, uh, last hour. It's important. It said that God led the children of Israel, uh, or Jacob, there was no foreign God helping them or helping him. There was no... Jacob knew who his God was. His trust, his hope was in this God of Israel. Verse 13, The Lord brought them to and made them ride over the heights of the land, fed them with the fruit of the fields. He gave them, and this is a type of America, or, or the churches in America, the evangelical churches. God is doing to the churches exactly what he did to Israel. He brought us and made us ride over the heights of the land and fed us with the fruits of the fields. He gave us uh, honey from the rock, rocks. Again, he's the rock. Bringing oil from the solid flint rock, the rock again. There were milk curds from the cows and milk from the flock. There was fat, sheep, and goats. We in America have been so blessed, the churches in America. This is a type. They were sheep, goats from Bashan, a particular, particularly fertile area east of the Sea of Galilee. The best of the wheat. You drank the juice of the grape. Israel, Jeshurun, Jeshurun a name for Israel meaning virtuous, perhaps intended ironically, grew fat and kicked. They were fat, excuse me, they were fat and full bloated and firm. But they left, they abandoned the God who made them and rejected and dishonored the rock who saved them. This is apostasy. This is my, what I'm talking about. When you, your practice 
will make you apostate and foul, uh, uh, incorrect doctrine, false doctrine will lead to that apostasy also. America has left, abandoned the God who made them and rejected, dishonored the rock who saved them. Not all, but for the most part, the churches, because they're so dysfunctional, it's for this reason. They made God jealous with foreign, strange gods and angry with hateful idols, abominations. And the Christians of this land have not put their full trust in the Lord. There are other things that they have leaned to uh, as their hope. Their, their jobs, their finances, their inheritances. Uh, just, to be, just to mention a few things. Verse 17, they made sacrifices to demons, not God. To gods they have never known. New gods from nearby. We don't believe in the churches in America, the evangelical churches. We don't believe that we have slipped into idolatry. We have. And idolatry can even be in our pride. Can be in our arrogance. Can be in our, with many, uh, many, the spirits that have invaded the churches in this country. Jezebel spirits. There are, there are a few men that can have a Jezebel spirit. Controlling spirits. Addicted to the uh, having vices, which are uh, which are empowered by spirits. They made sacrifices to demons, not God. To gods they have never known, new gods from nearby, gods that the ancestors did not fear. They left God, who is the rock again, the rock, your father who bore you, who begot you. And you forgot God who gave you birth. Many Christians back in the Jesus movement days have never followed, didn't continue in their Christian walk. Verse 19, the Lord saw this and rejected, spurned them. The sons and daughter had made him angry. He said, I will turn away from them. And then we'll see what happens to them. It will be their end. They are an evil people, a perverted generation, unfaithful, untrustworthy children. Now, I have talked in the past that God is going to do in Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah says to the children of Israel, and it also implies the churches of God in America, all of the churches. But I speak to the evangelical churches. In the time in which we live, God is going to do something very strange that He doesn't like to do, but He does do it. He has a strange act, and that act is to destroy His own people. He will allow the world, the culture, the society, the government to destroy His own children who are apostate. They don't want God. They feel that they don't need God. They can go through life without God. Occasionally, in maybe uh, hard, hard, hard times, they will turn to a degree to God for help. They will plead to Him for help. 
But eventually, there will come a time when God will say, No, I will not hear what you have to... I won't hear your requests. I won't hear your prayers. I will not answer you. It's as if I can't speak. I am going to allow you to eat the bitter fruit of having your own way. You chose the path you want to go. This is to the evangelical churches. You don't have to believe me. I know what the scripture says. I know what the condition of the bulk of American evangelical Christianity is. They are they have become apostate. They don't care for sound doctrine. They are mingled with the world, with the idolatry, with the forces of the world. They're, they are uh, they're lukewarm. This is what the Lord said would happen. They're lukewarm. And he said he would spew them out of his mouth. Now, did that, just that thought in chapter 3 of Revelation concerning Laodicea, you're neither cold nor hot, so I'm going to vomit you. I'm going to reject you. What does that mean? God will reject his own people? That's exactly what he means. He will reject them. He will abandon them. It's even that strong. They'll be abandoned. He will... They will cry out. They will beg, plead. And he says, No. You didn't want... To hear what I had to say. You didn't want my counsel. You didn't want my doctrine. You didn't want to uh, live righteously. I'm a righteous God. A holy God. No. I won't listen. I won't hear you. You're going to cry out to me. I am not going to be available to you. I will go to the people who have been faithful to me. I will go and all my riches and my protection will be to them. But I will have to let you go. It's a severe warning in the scriptures. And because again in this country. Many believers do not fear God. Especially the young people. And this is not an attack on young people. But young people. Most of you are not in ministries where you have teachers that are teaching you the truth. Of God's word. You are believing something that's out of the concept, the fantasy of your pastors. But my church is a healthy church. It's a growing church. That doesn't mean anything to God. Whether you have a nice assembly, a good program, any of this stuff, it doesn't mean a thing to Him. He wants to know, are His children maturing? Are they growing spiritually? Because as they grow spiritually, they will be given duties, maybe even apart from the assembly that they're part of. Yes, we have to have an assembly, a a, a, a secure area where we can initially be uh, matured, we can be protected, we can be trained in the disciplines of the Christian life, in the uh, 
foundational beliefs of the Christianity, of our Christian faith, atonement, redemption, sanctification. You know, the best way I can explain sanctification is in a marriage. Let's say you have a woman that is a believer and a husband that is not a believer. Well, the Mary, the woman that is a believer, she sanctifies the husband through her belief in Christ. He's sanctified through her or vice versa. And she or the believer in the family sanctifies the children. Sanctified means basically you set a environment you bring into that environment a sanctification and a protection from God. And a believing husband sanctifies his children, even if they're unbelieving, and an unbelieving wife. He brings a atmosphere of protection because of his faith in Christ. And so many young people are in assemblies where you, the children are raising the children. Have you seen families where mom and dad are working so hard that uh, the oldest child ends up raising the other siblings, even though the child may only be seven years old or five years old, and the five-year-old is raising a two-year-old? It, it, this is, as you know, it's crazy, but this happens all the time. In evangelical Christianity, you have children raising children. And the children that are raising the children have no doctrinal foundation. A solid doctrinal foundation. Because they're not being given a solid doctrinal foundation by the teachers or the pastors of their assembly. Again, not all of them. But of the bulk of the family of God in America, how many, what is the percentage that is apostate? I promise you, it's greater than 70%. It might be 71, but it's greater than 70. What is the, those that might be somewhat intense? That might be another 15%. But the Lord in Isaiah, Isaiah made it very clear there would be a residue of godly people in Israel. That is the principle in the body of Christ. There will be a residue. To all the seven churches, Christ said, to he who overcomes. Most of the church is caught in the sin of the personality of that assembly and there will be a few that will be faithful, that will overcome, that will be victorious. So they get involved in idolatry here in, in uh, Deuteronomy. They use things that are not gods to make me jealous, and worthless idols, vanity, to make me angry. So I will use those who are not a nation to make them jealous. And this is where the Lord is taught, saying, I am going to have to bring in another people. I'm going to bring in a people that is not a nation. 
I will use a nation that does not understand, that is foolish, to make them angry. And eventually, what happens? Israel, at the time of Christ, rejects Christ, their Messiah, and the Lord brings in a new family. Verse 22, My anger has started a fire that burns down to the place of the dead. It will burn and consume the ground and its crops, and I will set fire to the base, the foundation of the mountains. I will pile trouble, disaster upon them, and my arrow, and shoot my arrows at them. Now, that's a type. Israel is a type of the body of Christ in America today. Don't think this will not happen. It is already happening in this country. In a sense, I guess, I, I feel like the Lord is saying that my people, they don't have people to warn them. My pastors, or the pastors of the land, are not warning my people of what's coming. Great hardship is coming. Great hardship to the family of God. Like I said in the, I think the first hour, with the gardens, they would grow herbs in the gardens. When the winter, when the cool seasons would begin and the cool nights would begin, this is when the herbs would begin to mature and the fragrances would begin to uh, come out. And right now, in Christianity, I don't see a whole lot of fragrance that is a sweet-smelling savor to Christ. Not much, but I know as the days go on, I do know people and close friends and that I'm uh, affiliated with. And I can say that I see the fragrances of Christ coming out of them. And they are all a small group. Pretty much everyone in the group has been going through some hardship. Either death or they're fighting for their lives because of cancer. Or they're just having problems in the world and uh, having to repent for mistakes they make. Everyone is moving forward, forward with Christ in spite of the difficulties. Why is that? Because whatever it is they have needed, and they, they pray for each other. We pray for each other. They pray for me. I pray for them. They pray for each other. When whoever of the group, whoever is having the hardest time gets the most prayer. It shifts from week to week or month to month. This is the value and the importance of small assemblies, small groups. Two or three gathered together can do more if they're in unity than 150 or 300 or 10,000. But with the small group, I watch it. I watch it. Whoever is having the hardest time, everybody, when one suffers, they all suffer. Everybody the prayers go to that individual is having the tough time. And I'm telling you, this group, they have had tough time. They All of them have had something where they're going through something. But I tell you what, the joy of the Lord is with every one of them. Each one. A sister lost 
a daughter and a granddaughter in in a 48-hour period of time. We could not imagine that. We could not imagine. Nobody can imagine that. No one can grasp that in their thinking. But the group, everybody, the prayers that went out for her day by day by day by day, week by week, month by month, she is solid, rock solid with the Lord. A friend going through uh, having to do therapy for cancer, rock solid. And his world, I'm telling you, his world, the seas, are, the, the, the waves are just pounding on his front door. But his faith has been absolutely rock solid. He knows God has a plan behind it. And he hasn't fudged one bit. I'm giving a testimony of people that I know that are probably listening right now. They need to know this. Another brother, elderly, his wife has uh, Alzheimer's. I know that he's grieving because he can't be with his wife. But rock solid. Rock solid. Whoever needs the prayers, wherever it's the, 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 the wonderful way and the wonderful care that God has for, and how God takes care of His people. Whoever has the need, everyone is there to pray. And it's been mainly prayer. It's been 90% prayer and just fellowship and encouragement. This is a healthy atmosphere. These young people today... They don't have a healthy atmosphere. And they of all people are the ones going through a tough time in a turbulent world. That world out there is like these these uh, areas in the North Atlantic where you have the these 40-foot waves that are, I mean, ships stay away from that area if the, a storm's coming in. They'll break a, a ship in half. God has a way to keep His people. Whatever His people need, He is. They need hope. They need healing. They need need comfort. They need God's comfort. They need God to keep them day by day. Everything they need, we need, God is. So God is saying that He's going to pile up troubles upon His own people. He's going to shoot His arrows at them. But in the hardship, for those who will turn back, those who will move in the right direction, immediately the powerful hand of God will be with them to catch them and to direct them forward. I had a friend talking to on Friday. We're talking about apostasy. Here's how apostasy can begin. You have a Christian that's going forward. It's like climbing a hill with Christ. And you're in a vehicle. And you have momentum. And you're climbing, climbing, climbing. And all of a sudden you decide, you know, you take it out of gear. You take the car out of gear. And you coast for a little bit. But eventually that momentum, it comes to a stop. That's the beginning of apostasy. Those who are hot, keep that momentum. Because then you come to a stop, and once you come to a stop, you will begin to to uh, 
go backwards down that hill. And then the hardship begins because you have to stop the vehicle and put it in gear again and resume up the hill. Well, God can, even if you have gone in a backward direction, God is able to catch you and help you, empower you to go forward once again so you can keep climbing that hill. That's the Christian life. The Christian life is always up, always up an incline. We don't get to coast. Yes, God gives us these times where He allows us to rest. But He gets to decide when, in this little climb up a hill, when there's going to be a flat area for you to rest and kind of just enjoy. But then, no, you've got to start climbing up again. The incline is going, you have to resume, you have to go forward. That's the Christian life, always forward. It's always difficult. You get these little spots where you get some flat uh, flat areas in the road where there's no climb, you can kind of coast. We all need that. We need times of refreshing. We need times where we can rest, where Christ will be our rest. But then know that the rest time will end, and once again we have to resume our walk in Christ and uh, with that Christian walk he's there to help us to encourage us to keep the momentum keep help us with our momentum always going forward always forward always up we're going to finish out in 30 minutes we'll be back Rick Rodriguez Olive Tree in Lampstand Ministry, Radio Church, 1360KHNC.com for podcasts. Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage, psychedelic surf, and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and Internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website 1360khnc.com click on the shop. <laughs> January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new PE gun show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training, or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. The new 90,000-square-foot premier events expo center 
located at Greeley Mall off Highway 34, is a perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact peshows.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's peshows.com, 970-663-9101. The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat. Hey. Hey. Yes, you. Yes, you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth where Jason and Brian will bring you social media-level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC 1360 AM and 1360KHNC.com. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh. You know, uh, so Moses is honest with the children of Israel. He's singing a song to them. They're getting ready to end a, a, a great period of time and go into a new unknown period of time. But he's telling them, I know, Israel, I I know your sins. Why? Because I was with you. I was with you every step of the way from the time you left Egypt to this very day. I watched. I watched you. I know you. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. But you're more, you have no strengths. You want to worship idols rather than God? Well, you're going to have, you're going to suffer. And I know that here at the end of, at the, at the end of the world, at the time in which we're in, we're about to close out a a uh, dispensation, a two thousand year period of time, and God is singing to His children, but He's not singing just pleasantries to them. He's saying, "You churches in America, and evangelical churches." Charismatic, Pentecostal, Messianic churches. Don't think that you are in such good condition. You're not. He's telling the churches the truth. What a mess. We're a mess. We think that God is, you know, the children of Israel thought God was in the temple. Well, there came a time when the spear left the temple. And now, many believe that God is in these great, huge assemblies. I got a feeling that uh, there's a spirit there, all right, but I'm not so sure it's the Holy Spirit. I'm sure that in those, I know that in those big assemblies, yes, the Holy Spirit is with these people in an individual way. But the real power of the body of Christ is in small, intimate gatherings. 
because everybody that has a need will have that need. They'll be protected. They'll be helped through prayer. I was talking about this friend whose his wife has uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. She's in a facility, and uh, he gets to visit her, but they can't live together. I have another friend that's down in Denver, and he, his wife is very sick. She has to be uh, in, uh, uh, what do you call it, care, daily care, um, a, a facility where they have to take care of her because she has had some problems uh, with uh, strokes. So, and the husband is grieving for her because she's alive, he's alive, but she's in one place, he's in, in his apartment, they can't live together, so he's grieving. It's little, these little groups where the strength of Almighty God is. So Moses is being real honest with the children of Israel, telling them, before you go in, you got to remember, children of Israel, I know your sins. I know where you have been. You're going into a terrible, you're going into, you're going into battle. Children of Israel, you've got to cross the, the, the you've got to cross the Jordan River. You have a river crossing coming up. You've got to go across that river. When you get into the new land, you think you needed God in the wilderness, children of Israel? You're going to need God more, your God more in the new land in which you're going to go to fight the battles than you needed God in the wilderness. You needed Him to be manna. You needed Him to keep you warm at night. You needed Him to be a pillar of smoke in the day so you wouldn't uh, get toasted by the hu- the heat of the sun. But you're going crossing a river. You're going to go into a, a world that you are not even prepared for psychologically. I say to the Christian people, you, we are going to go, we're going to cross a river. We're at the edge of the river and already there are hardships in this land. And you Christians that are trusting anything but God himself, you're in, you're in deep trouble. You cannot trust anything but the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to depend on the Holy Spirit like you've never depended on him before. You're going to need miracles like you cannot imagine. And he will provide the miracles for you. But we're crossing a river and that river is going to be, we, we enter that, that land on the first day of the tribulation. The first day when Antichrist signs an agreement with the children of Israel. We have now entered into a land that you're going to need God. You're going to need Him. You're going to need uh, uh, everything that God is when we go into that first day of the tribulation period. It's a, a land, a world that the Christian churches have never to this day gone through. Not in this not not like this. This is going to be worldwide. This is not going to be just what happened in Rome and areas in Turkey. No. This is international. This is all seven churches are going to need. The Christians, the overcomers, are, will need God like never before. Whatever it is that you need, 
God will be whatever it is you need. You need manna, your daily bread. Well, he, will, he will be that manna. He will provide that manna. You will need miracles for that manna for that day. Look what's happening in Europe here. They're forecasting through the prophecies of the, of the world that Germany is, they're not going to have any heat for the coming winter. What has Germany been up to to once again bring harsh consequences on that nation? You know what it is? They have been completely involved in child molestation in the whole society. You don't think, you think this is just accidental that they're going to be the, the, the big nation in Europe that's not going to have any fuel for the coming winter season? This is a punishment of God himself. Most of you don't even know how many child molestations and what has been happening with the children in Germany for the last 20 years. This country, the same. We're under judgment because of the way we are as a culture. The old, elderly, the helpless, the poor, the needy, the children. We're under, we're under a judgment. You think we're under God's blessing? We are not. We are under judgment and it's only going to get worse. Verse 24. They will be starved and sick, destroyed by terrible diseases. I will send them vicious animals, gliding poisonous snakes. The streets of the sword will kill, will, will take family members. In their homes, there will be terror. In their bedrooms, there will be terror. Young men and women will die. Their babies and gray-haired men, I will scatter them, dash them to pieces, as I said, and no one remember, will remember them. I will cause their memory to cease from among humans. But I don't want their enemy to brag. In other words, but the people that are going to come to attack us, they better not brag. They better not. Uh, this, but, but I didn't want their enemy to brag. Their enemy might misunderstand and say, we have won. Our hand is lifted up. The Lord has done none of this. In other words, the people of the world that are coming to persecute the Christians are going to say, we did this. God had no part of this. We did it. And they will say that Israel is a nation that has no sense, that they do not understand. And Moses said, I wish you would understand. I wish you were wise. I wish you could see what's going to happen, what's going to be our end. Hard times are coming. They're already here. I, my counsel, and my in counsel, and wise counsel, I would say to this audience: find people around you that you know are diligently seeking the Lord, and I don't know how you want to gather together in small groups and just pray for each other. Pray for the needs of each other. And uh, that is the safest environment you can be in. I have environments, not only a family environment, but a, a group that I visit with. We're, 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 we fellowship together. And I have friends that I fellowship with. I, I pick 
I pick my friends. I pick those around me that I want to spend time with that need prayer. Another group, husbands, their wives, two, two men, their wives are in trouble finan- uh, uh, in their health. Weekly we pray for the wives. And we trust God to, as, as he decides, he's God, he knows what's best, but we do pray. And that's what we're to do. I remember Walter Martin. He said, we are told to pray for one another. He said, I would go and pray for the sick. And the sick would get healed. And I would go pray for the sick, and they would get sicker. And I would go and pray for the sick, and they would die. But he said, I obeyed what the scripture says, to go pray for them. We pray and let God decide. He is God. We're getting ready to cross a river. And in that, once we get into that 70th week, into that tribulation, we are going to, the godly people will seek out the godly people. Birds of a feather flock together. If you're godly, seek out godly people. Have discernment. Pray. See who God will have you pray with, be with. Birds of a feather flock together. And whatever it is, and I'm going to go back to something that I talked about earlier. God is Elohim. And Elohim... He, in Psalm 82, he called the Elohim to a gathering, meaning God, who created the fallen angels, called them to a meeting. He was Elohim, but he calls them powers. And he called these Elohim, these powers, to a meeting. They are not individual people. They are not humans. They are actually fallen angels. But he called these fallen angels who rebelled with Lucifer to a meeting. And he told them, I created you to take care of people. But you take care of the wicked. You don't protect the innocent. Let's see, that's Psalm 82. I'm going to just read it to you briefly. It's not only it's only a few verses. I'm going to finish out the hour. God is God is in charge of a great meeting. He presides over a great assembly of gods, of fallen angels and angels, holy. It's a divine council, angels, powers and authorities. Ephesians 6:12. They are called gods. He judges among the gods. He says, how long will you fallen angels who I created to take care of people, how long will you defend evil people? How long will you fallen angels judge unfairly? How long will you show greater kindness, favor to the wicked? You show favor to the wicked. How long will you do this? Verse 3, you were to defend the weak. 
the poor, the orphans. You were to defend the rights of and vindicate the poor and the suffering and the needy. You were to save and rescue the weak or poor and the helpless. You were to free them from the power and the hand of the wicked, meaning the people with two legs that are rulers in the world. You fallen angels, you know nothing. You don't understand. You walk in the dark. While the world is falling apart, the foundations of the earth are tottering. Elohim says, I said you are Elohim. I created you. I gave you power. I said you are gods. You have power. You have authority. You are brilliant. You are the sons of the Most High God. You are the, you are, I created you as my sons in the beginning. But he says, verse 7, but you, Elohim, you will die like any other person. And this is not talking about people. This is talking about principalities, powers, forces in the air. These are the fallen angels. But you will die like any other person. You will fall like all the leaders, the princes. God will punish these evil angels. Then in verse 8, David says, God, Elohim, come, rise up, judge the earth, because you will inherit and own all the nations. God is coming, but until he comes, these Elohim are going to bring misery. These fallen angels are being directed by the prince of the power of the air. They are going to bring misery to the earth. Like never before, there is going to be suffering to mankind like never before. But, the God who created these gods, this Elohim who called them to conference he will punish them and even in spite of all that they will do to destroy the children of Israel the churches of God and mankind in spite of all that they do God will have a a remnant with the children of Israel there will be those who Uh, In the churches, eventually, we will be raised from the dead to be with Christ. And the nations, there will be the sheep that will go into the millennial kingdom. We will be in the millennial kingdom, hopefully, in the banquet, in the the, uh, rewards banquet, being honored, not out in outer darkness, with weeping and gnashing of teeth, waiting for the thousand years to end so we can be once again gathered together with all the believers. The Elohim are not human beings. They are angels, fallen angels. But the Elohim, who is the Elohim creator, called them to his counsel and rebuked them for their ways. And during the millennial, during the coming tribulation, there will be a fragrance, the spices 
and the fragrances that will go into the world and people will know it is Christ. We'll be back. Rick Rodriguez. Hey guys, it's Charlie Joe with Charlie Joe Chai. I went to India, I tasted real chai, I had to share the experience. Over 20 years ago, I was a barista and I went to work with an orphanage and that's where I first tasted the epiphany of flavor. We are featured in all the Ziggy's coffee shops and we're also online, charliejoechai.com. The best part is, we're now helping that orphanage in India and rescuing kids from the horrors of human trafficking. Order now using coupon code KHNC for a 10% discount. In 1964, a 10-cent dime bought you 10 cents worth of stuff. Today, we sell this silver dime for well over $2. This silver dime will buy you the same amount as it did in 1964, and it will buy you the same amount in 2030, 2040, and well beyond. Call 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, your gold and silver experts. 800-951-0592. What are we gonna do tonight? Too much stuff to do, you ain't lying. Won't you just jump in the ride and see what's on? Everybody's mine. We're going to go to Spirits Music Hall. That's what we're going to do tonight. Live music, comedy, wrestling, karaoke, and more. Acts that you do not want to miss. All at Spirits Music Hall, located at 1 North Parish Avenue, Johnstown. Across the street from our radio station, 1360 KHNC. Get tickets and see the schedule of events at spiritsmusichall.com. That's spiritsmusichall.com. You can also buy tickets at the door during the events. Experience live local entertainment that you will love. Go to spiritsmusichall.com. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Carrie and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, gyros, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara and Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in Northern Colorado. Well, three hours, we're done for today. 
Podcasts will be on 1360khnc.com for the Olive Tree and Lampstand ministry program for today. During the week, from 2 to 3, Monday through Thursday, I host the Present Truth program. Those programs are also on podcast, 1360khnc.com. I'll give you my mailing address one more time. It is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. uh, I thank everyone. I want to thank everybody who is supporting the ministry, helping me financially. I really appreciate it. I'm it's really difficult trying to put together a website when you haven't done it before. Uh, when I was in Vegas, I had a friend that was able to put it together, but he that's what he did. And here, uh, it's kind of like uh, trying to fly a jet for the first time. You don't know what you don't know even how to get the thing started. Where's the push button to get the thing going? At the same time, I'm hoping, God willing, to be able to have a the website and a podcast section and many things. But I want to thank everybody again for the financial support. I'm trying to pick up the equipment as I need it and get ready for, I don't know, whatever God's plan is here in the near future. We are in the time of sorrows, and in the time of sorrows, two things are going to happen. The first thing that's going to happen that we will see internationally is Israel is going to take out the terrorist nations, the terrorist groups that surround Israel. That will be the first thing that happens, and Israel will destroy Damascus and take over the land of present-day Jordan. At the end of the time of sorrows in Matthew 24, before the tribulation, Ezekiel 38-39, that prophecy is going to be fulfilled. Russia, Iran, Turkey, other nations will attack Israel and be destroyed. We're getting very close to that time. I just want to tell you that we're getting ready to cross a river. And God will be everything that we need from this point to that point and beyond. So, God bless this audience. God bless you. God bless you. May God richly bless you for the next week. I will talk to you next Sunday. God bless you. And may your doctrine be the best ever. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland.